What's going on guys? Welcome back to episode 9 of Edge of the Wormhole and today we're bringing you a March Madness bracket breakdown. Everything you need top to bottom March Madness. Who are the favorites? How are the Kentucky Wildcats going to win the national championship? And we'll even bring you guys a little all-time college player draft. Maybe let you guys vote on it, see what you think, who you think has the best team. And Another thing we're bringing today is uh, our first guest on Edge of the Wormhole. So we have with us today Mr. Mason Blair, a college basketball player, played at University of Pikeville and CU Harrodsburg, national championship winner actually at CU Harrodsburg, so national champion in the building. Yes, sir. appreciate you guys having me on. I'm excited to talk some hoops, talk some life, uh, excited to be on the pod. Yeah, and uh, so we got Mason on here with us. He's... Uh, a realtor in the Lexington area as well. So we'll have his information in the description. If anybody's looking for a house in the Lexington area, he will hook you up. I can guarantee you that. So to get into it, how about we all start with our favorite team, the Kentucky Wildcats. Yep. So uh, Kentucky's coming off of a, a hard loss last night to Vandy. It's our second loss in a row. So you guys want to mention? A no, few we won, we won against Arkansas. At Arkansas. Uh, yeah, I mean second loss to Vandy. Second loss in a row. to Vandy. Yeah, yeah, came off a good win with Arkansas, but yeah, two in a row to Vandy. I was a little surprised to lose that one last night. So want to hear your guys' thoughts on that game? Yeah, surprising loss to me as well. I thought you know I had really high hopes after the Arkansas win going into tourney time. Uh, I was at the Vandy game at home, actually, uh, very up and down game. Uh, had the case and injury late there in, in the second half. Uh, Reeves was up and down all game, went on a little cold spell towards the end, hit a big one, so gave us a chance. But uh, Jordan Wright, I mean, as Austin likes to call him, he played like Michael Jordan against us. So uh, big, big time shot at the end there to put uh, Vandy ahead to give him the win. That was a tough one on uh, the boys' senior night. Oscar had a Great senior night. Uh, thought he played well. But, uh, yeah, the back to the tourney game, SEC tournament. Uh, I don't know. What do you think about the SEC tournament game, Dave? Uh, it was – Vandy is, is hot right now. They're, they're hotter than a $2 pistol. They have <laughs> – they're getting a lot of good guard play. And I think what kind of sparked it was against us, they originally went to that small ball lineup running – Jordan right at the four and then yeah. the interchangeable two bigs there that are really six, seven, six, eight, really power forwards at the center against Oscar. And, you know, they were kind of giving that up to us both games, but man, they really torched us from three. The guards had so much space to drive. It made them really tough for us to defend. So do you want to win the SEC tournament? Yeah. Is it good momentum going into the NCAA tournament? Yeah, but it's not the end of the world. That's a really tough matchup for us because of the small lineup that they run. Yeah. But, you know, you going to, to Nashville, that's Lexington South. BBN's going to be there in full force. Uh, I was really expecting this team to come out and make a little run the SEC tournament and then turn it into a tournament run on down the road, but it is what it is. They, they hit every single shot. Every time they needed a shot, they hit a three, not just a layup. We couldn't defend them at the rim either, but you know, 
I, I know there was one time we cut the lead to four late in the second half, like five seconds on the shot clock. They throw the ball out the half court and I think Marjone recovered it and then hit a pull up three, a dude that shoots like what? 15%. I mean, he hit, he hit three threes on the season in total and hit two or three against us last night with his, you know, season high of 25. So yeah, that's just such a March madness thing right there in itself. Yeah. And then the, Quentin, whatever his name is, the big man bun, seven footer, <laughs> hit the three against us at home on senior night. At the end of half, the yeah. and a half. My dad swears that's Quentin why we lost Brown. That game. <laughs> yeah. It that's you want to know what the Kentucky effect, that's the Kentucky effect. Your worst players will play their best against Kentucky. Uh so yeah, it is what it is, but overall looking on the cat season, uh really up and down. I had some some highs and some some lows with most of the lows coming early on uh and then the lowest of the low being the atrocious loss to south carolina and really i think the entire bbn was com- just contemplating self-harm at that point but uh we turned it around started with a good win at tennessee hey we beat tennessee twice right? two, two wins against tennessee that that ugly orange uh <laughs> get those guys off twitter they're annoying uh Never let met a Tennessee fan I really like, so that just is it is what it is. Get them out of my face. Uh, we're a better program. Zero Final Fours for the Volunteers. See you later. Uh, but yeah, I think we are we're all consensus that it was an up and down season. Yeah, and you know had a couple of good stretches, but it was all it was. It felt like we could never just put the foot all the way on the gas and run wide open. Put a great stretch together, but. We're trending up, going in my opinion, still trending up going into the tournament, and probably looking at a five-six seed. Yeah, like you said, our season started off a little slow. Uh, a lot of a lot of the BBN fans were contemplating self harm, uh, and I think yeah. that's a that's a big part of our program. Like our fans are awesome. Rupp Arena gets rowdy. It's it's like the college basketball mecca. Uh, so. We had a we had a tough time with like fans show out early on, but and like you said, we've gone on a few runs, but we haven't really been able to run wide open and just like you know just win a ton of games in a row. But I do feel like we are probably playing our best basketball at this point in the season. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's good going into the tournament. Yeah, looking like a five or six seed maybe against like USC uh, in the. I'm eager yeah, to see. Who, I'm eager to see who we draw. Yeah. It's so. Be interesting. Um. But yeah, it's a good it's a good time to be playing your best basketball, that's for sure. Um, but hopefully we can get a run going here late yeah. in the season, going into all the way to April, maybe. The the cat season really depends on two things, I think, at this point. And that's two individual players, Chris Livingston and CJ Frederick. CJ has been good defensively this season, but the the reason we brought CJ in was to shoot the basketball, make threes and He's been streaky. He's had some good games and a, a lot of games where, you know, he always seems to be online but can't get them to go down. And if he gets hot in this tournament, Kentucky will make a deep run. I can guarantee you that. And the other one's Chris Livingston. Chris, during the stretch where we were really playing great basketball, he was absolutely dominating his man and dominating on the glass, getting to the rim, which is what he does best. And that really opened the floor up a lot for Reeves and Wallace to get good looks from deep. And, you know, that spaces the entire floor out for everybody if they can get the basket as well. It takes a little pressure off Oscar, too. 
you know, not having to be as dominant down low. So I think, you know, with Kassan and Reeves playing as well as they are, and then Oscar and Jacob down low, those two guys, uh, those four guys, you pretty much know what you're getting. It's just, what are you going to get extra from Kassan or from, excuse me, from Chris and Reeves? And then, you know, you get a dunk or two from Damian or five minutes from Lance, you know, you'll take it. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I, I like what I saw at Livingston here and there to wrap up the regular season. Uh, I think he gives us a lot defensively and offensively. He's a good basketball player. But really, the guy who I've said all along, all season, uh, our success rides on is Jacob Toppin. And, you know, he's grown on me a lot this year. I think he's very well improved. Uh, he's had games like monster games where he looks like an NBA player. And then he has games where, you know, he'll he'll even admit it. He's in pout mode or just not there mentally. And it shows up in the box score. It shows up, you know, in his actions on the court. Um, but he had 21-11 and 11 against Vandy last night. And he was a big reason why we were part of that game. And in games that, you know, where we look really well, it's always in games that he plays really well and it shows up in the box score with his numbers too. He can do a little bit of everything. He gives us great energy. So he's a guy that I would just like to see really turn it up in the postseason for us to make a good run. And then I'm a big Reeves fan as well. Uh, dude's an absolute bucket. And uh, if he can get hot and stay hot, it'll give us a good chance to beat anybody. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I've been a big Jacob Toppin fan for the last you have. three years. So <laughs> since he transferred in, just seeing the effort that he gives on the glass. And yep. really, last year I felt like he was our best wing defender, and I really thought he should have been playing more minutes than he was. Um, so, I yeah, he, he's an X factor, absolutely. And this year, the last three weeks, he's been lots out, especially from the three-point line. I, know, I think he was one for five last night, but. If, in a two if, for seven, so two for seven. Okay, uh, so if if he's hitting that three point shot, really he himself is unguardable. But that just stretches out the floor for our team and really changes the dynamics of the lineup that we play the most minutes with, which is Kassan, Reeves, uh, Chris, and Oscar, and, Oscar yep. and Jacob. So yep. that really spaces the floor out, and you know Oscar has done really well this season scoring on the block that. You can't double him. There's not a guy that you can just leave. Chris isn't a great three-point shooter, but he can shoot the ball. So he keeps him honest. Yeah, he keeps him honest. It makes him. It makes it tough for Oscar to get doubled. So, um, yeah, I I completely agree there with Jacob. So, yeah, that, those are some things that I think all of us agree that are going to be major components if Kentucky does want to make a deep run, and I think that we can. It's not a team that's you know it's looking bleak like a, a few years ago we're we're trending up and i think all the components are there we just gotta put it together so obviously national championship is like the end goal but what what would you guys be re- like where would you be really happy with to close this season out shoot i mean last year after the loss to st peter's <laughs> i would be happy to see us make the sweet 16 i feel like that would be a, a pretty good yeah a pretty good run there um, what do you think, Austin? I, I agree. I just want to see us get to the second weekend and have a chance because you, depending on how, there, there's no guarantees, especially this year. There's been a ton of upsets, and there's no guarantees, especially in March Madness. There's going to be a, every team's going to come out playing their 
best ball, balls to the wall, giving it everything that they have to stay alive. So if you get to that second weekend, anything can happen. But for me, success, you know, Sweet 16, Elite 8, especially given how the team started, we've had some injuries. The severe CJ is playing with broken ribs, which is very tough, by the way. Very, very tough. Uh, so it's a ton of respect to him. Kassan's banged up. If we make it to the Sweet 16, Elite 8, I, I just want to see us have a chance and feel like that we can we can get there again. It's been a while since we felt that, I think, as a fan fans base. fans need hope, man. We, yeah, yeah. Hope. And we have an outstanding class coming in next year and hopefully a couple guys will come back to fill in the gaps but i just want us to have something positive to build on i want the fans to be into it i think we're always going to be into it but i want the fans to be more positive for cal i want the fans to be more positive on the player side um there's too much negativity and sometimes you just got to realize that they're college kids and you know they're they are i I promise you none of these kids want to lose the games and uh you know could they're Obviously, there's always just a little bit more to be desired unless you're number one and undefeated winning the national championship. But yeah, just I, I always try to, as a fan, enjoy it and just root for your team. Uh, whatever happens is going to happen. And yeah, just support the Cats. It's, we've had a great 10, 11 year run here. And yeah, we're. I would just love to see us build some good momentum going into next season. Yeah, I think if we could, especially given the way that the year started out, if we make the Sweet 16, feel like we have a chance uh, to to at least get somewhere in the tournament. So you get to see a couple ball games, feeling good. I think that's going to be like I would I would be very happy with that. And then kind of going on what you said, Austin, like a lot of the negativity this year is like it's tough to see as as like a fan too because like I personally really like Calipari. I've I've I liked him Cal. since 2009. Like I, I really like the guy. But now you're hearing a lot, and you you hear this like on your off years, like oh he's just a good recruiter, he's not a good coach. Like how often do you hear that? Yeah, I, it's it's hard to have like a like you can't win an NCAA championship every single year in college like in basketball. It's impo- It's the hardest thing to do in sports. Yeah. So you, I mean, not like you've got you know you've and and especially with how the system is kind of going right now, where you've got guys going to the NBA. So and UK has unfortunately been like uh, that's top been producer. our problem yeah, yeah yeah we've unfortunately been a top producer for the nba so we're not having guys hang around for three or four years so we we can't like every year we have to rebuild this chemistry on top of that you're also playing a lot of really good teams you know in in basketball so yeah it's hard to have to have like a real like um you're not going to win a championship every year it's just not not yeah it's just something our fans are a little bit spoiled on i guess because we just really truly believe we are the best program in college basketball every year and there's such high expectations uh so i'm glad we kind of brought up you know coach cal i know some of our fan base will say oh fire cal after a few losses but i've never been one of those people and i don't think either of you all have been on that uh train there but uh, I love Cal too, Swaggy Cal. I think he's the man. Uh, I love the energy he brings and how he fights for his players and just how he treats them. And you know, he wants the best for them, even though, even if that means you know, sending them on to the next level, which is the NBA. Uh, it is what it is. It's a business. It's just kind of how it's transpired for Kentucky basketball, to be honest. Truthfully, yeah. too, like. It, like it's not necessarily a bad thing that you're going to the NBA so quick. Like you're going to college to ultimately like have a career. So if you're, you know, 
if that's if basketball is going to be your career, like if you're going to college for a year, why would you want to hang around, have a chance to uh, like snag an injury in there, yeah. ruin your career? So yeah, go to the NBA. It's it it does suck as a UK fan because you don't get these guys hanging around for super long usually. But um, it, as far as in the in the players like outlook, like that's best case scenario, and I mean truthfully, that's what we should want. Yeah, and these guys all, I mean, all these former guys that we've had, they all love Kentucky. They all come back to visit. Uh, they come to Big Blue Madness. They still support the guys even when they're in the NBA. They'll, I see them repost stuff all the time. They're very well connected with the program, so that speaks volumes to me. Uh, just seeing how much of an impact Kentucky and the fan base has on these guys, it's uh, pretty special. Yeah, one quick question before we get into this year's tournament. If you guys could pick one year over the past of a, a player from the past ten years to have stayed all four years, who would it be? Mm. I'm springing this one on them. I didn't. Okay. I didn't tell them I had this one in the bag. I will personally go with Malik Monk. He's one of just, he's just mm. one of my favorite okay. guys, and uh, he was special. Him and De'Aaron Fox together. That was uh, one of my favorite teams, one of my favorite duos. But Malik Monk, I mean, that game he had against uh, North Carolina was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, he was electric college basketball player. I would have liked to have seen him stay all four years. He would have been I can, just I can such only an think asset of, for us. <laughs> I can only think of one performance that rivals that 47-point game from Malik Monk, and that was Carson Edwards for Purdue, I believe, against Tennessee in the Elite Eight. Uh, yeah. yeah. Carson Edwards, another bucket. Uh, so, yeah, I, I love that Malik Monk pick. He was awesome. But just thinking about some of those teams he would have been on, so you would have had Monk with Knox and Washington. You would have had Hero Monk. Too. You would have had P.J. Oh. Washington, Hagens, uh, Monk, uh, Nick Tra- Reed Travis, Nick. And then you would have had Hagens quickly, Maxi Monk, and Nick Richards. And the, fall, the following year, you would have had nothing with uh, BJ Boston, <laughs> RIP Terrence Clark. Uh, tragic what happened with him, but uh, yeah, I, I love the Malik Monk pick. We're he talking about elite guard play there. Those as, years, if he stayed as good of a of a scorer in college basketball, I think that you'll ever see athletic who, freak. Too. Who are you going to go with, Hunter? I think my pick, and I don't know if this is like truly the best pick, but this was like when, when Kentucky basketball saw a, a, another big shift. But I've got to go with John Wall because that 2009 season coming off the Billy Gillespie era, like that yeah. was such a big change. And I don't know if it was, if it was just being kind of like naive, but it felt like we were unstoppable, like above yeah. everyone else by far. Unfortunately, we didn't make it all the way that year. I think we got, beat by UConn. West Virginia. West Virginia. 2009. Yeah. So, lead but I mean, with that team and it, like if any of those guys, like you had John Wall, um, DeMarcus Cousins, Bledsoe, yeah. Bledsoe, Patrick Patterson. Yeah. Like those were some good players if you could have kept them around for a while. Hey, I think yeah. that's when everybody's peak in Kentucky basketball interest just that, started yeah. rising again. It, um, John Wall was electric and that, you know, feel like it just picked up a lot on our fan base with that team. Uh, I love that pick. John Wall is one of my favorite all-time cats. And, yeah, it would have been nice to see that, him in blue it, for four years. It gives me goosebumps thinking about Big Blue Madness when he came out. That was, and was single, doing John Wall. the single best that was one of the That was one of the best moments. Uh, that felt like the changing. It was like, okay, yep. Billy Clyde, just wipe it from the 
wipe it from the memories. No more hot tubs with students. Cal's here. <laughs> John Mall's here to save the day. And he did that. It completely changed the culture. And just thinking about it now, man, that Brandon Knight, John Wall backcourt would have oh, been nuts. Yeah, yeah. Like that would have yeah. talked about two great guards. Brandon Knight, a very underrated player. Yeah. Uh, and then 2012, you would have had John Wall on that 2012 team. Oh, that's that, true. That would have been... The, One of the best teams okay, in college basketball that's, history. In my opinion, ahead. that's like probably the third or fourth best team in college basketball history. And that if you put John Wall instead of Marcus Teague in that lineup with second-year yeah. Deron Lamb and Darius wow. Miller, Terrence Jones, and Anthony Davis, that lineup that's a is, crazy. That, you talk about an undefeated college lineup. That's an undefeated college lineup. I just love how Austin's splurring out these – this is impressive. I know these by heart. This, this is impressive. Right, I want to hear your guy, Austin. Yeah, uh, that's your pick. I'm going to go. This is tough for me. Anthony Davis was the, the first guy that comes to mind. And I just don't know how well he fills in those gaps. I'm trying to think of one guy that if you brought him in, we would have won four straight national championships or had that opportunity. He could be so that guy. I, I was thinking him or Carl Towns. He he could definitely be that guy, but Carl Towns, I think, would be the guy because so 2015, you go the final four and you're right there. Now, him or Julius Randle. Julius Randle may be the guy. But tw- then t- you go to 2016 where you have the best backcourt, maybe in Kentucky basketball history. Well, maybe uh, maybe it's debatable, but you got Ulysses and Murray, the only 20 point per game scorer in Calipari era, by the way, Jamal Murray. Ulysses uh, was uh, a force to be reckoned with. And then that team was just lacking a big. You had Briscoe with them. Yep. So he had great guard play. And Derek Willis did a great job of stretching the team, the floor on that team at the four. But you had no big man all year, and that was their down downfall. Um, so I think Carl Towns, if you put him in the middle there with that lineup, they're good. And then you, the crazy team would have been 16-17. You got Fox and Monk with Briscoe again. And then you have Bam and Carl Towns. On the blocks, national that would have that that team <laughs> would have won the national championship in the, in 2017. Had Luke May not hit the shot that started his career uh, again with Carolina there, and Carolina went on to win. Whoever won that game that year was winning the title. End of discussion. Uh, and then 2018, you have Cat with uh, you know that whole lineup there with Knox and PJ Jared Vanderbilt. Who, if Jared, that's another huge question mark from the Cal era. If Jander, Jared Vanderbilt was healthy, that team could have been much better than it was. And that was a good team. I was there when they went 0 for 15 as a team from the free throw line, but we're not going to think about that. So that was a good, that was a good team. That was a fun roster. And, uh, yeah, I, that, so that would be my guy. I'm going to go Carl Towns. So, All right, I can respect it. Yeah, I think, now that you mentioned that, filling in the gaps with the big man there, like we've had such elite guard play. The guard play. The years, if you think about it, you know. So it makes me want to go back on my pick and maybe take Anthony Davis now that you mentioned him. I feel like he would have done a great job filling in some of those gaps after the national championship year. <laughs> Anthony Davis. The, I mean, and, uh, and how quickly he developed after his time with UK. I yeah. mean, he went on and was on the USA team. There, out of college, yeah. Out of college and was really special. Is And he's just one of the best big men in the NBA right now, in my opinion, if he could just stay healthy. But, uh, yeah, it, if I could go back and not take Malik Monk, I would take Anthony <laughs> Davis. But 
I'm happy with my people, my camaraderie with him too. I think some honorable mentions, like you said, like Davis, after he went to the NBA, was making a name for himself pretty quickly. Two other people that I think come to mind, Devin Booker and Tyler. You mentioned Tyler yep, Hero yep. earlier, like very quick, very early on in the NBA, making a name for himself. So those yep. are people like if they would have had time to do, a little more time to develop at UK, would have been pretty and, crazy players. And Julius Randle. Uh, just have to give a quick shout out to Randle because he often gets forgotten in Kentucky history. He was an absolute man child. Like he came to Kentucky a grown man. I think first game had 27 against Michigan State in the Champions Classic. And once he figured out how to pass out of a double team, which he had some lulls there. That was why that team struggled. That team never should have been an eight seed. That's a discussion for another day. But once he figured out how to pass out of a double team, he was absolutely unstoppable. Uh, so, yeah, the, I think there's a lot of guys you could pick, but I think we picked three pretty good ones. Yep. So from there, let's start looking at the bracket for this year. Yeah, so you want to start off with kind of talking about some seed, some projected seeds here. Yeah, we're recording this Saturday night, so some seeds are locked up. Uh, some There's still going to be some bids stolen, I believe, with uh, teams that weren't guaranteed to make the tournament winning their conference championships. So I believe the field's for the most part locked in, yeah. but... Uh, yeah, we can start with some one seeds here, Hunter. All right, I'll start listing them off. You guys tell me what you think. So one seeds looking like Alabama, Kansas, Purdue, and Houston. Alabama's got a killer lineup. No pun intended, Brandon Miller. Oh, <laughs> I'll be honest, Alabama, I've been more impressed with them, I think, than any other team in the country. Yeah. Maybe just because I've watched them more than uh, the other one seeds. I think Brandon Miller is just right off the bat. You see him, you watch him play. He's a pro. Uh, he's had some unbelievable games this year in college. He's tough to handle on the college scene. Uh, but Alabama as a whole, I mean, they're just a good team. They're well coached. They play well against big competition. Uh, they've got, you know, some leadership with some older guys like Quinterly. Uh, they could make a deep run in the tournament. I think, you know, as. Are, are they number overall one seed, or is Houston? It'll be them or Houston. Mm -hmm. I think if Bama wins the SEC tournament and beats Texas A&M, that they'll get it. Yeah. 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 Bama's looked but good this year. The one thing I want to note about Bama is that this is not a typical Nate Oates team that's going to live and die with the three ball. This, this team is pretty diverse. They can do a little bit of everything. Miller can do a little bit of everything. They have a true superstar in, in Miller, uh, an NBA talent. So, yeah, this is a good team. The Bama Bama team can go out and murder some, some teams. <laughs> you got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> no chill here from Austin, guys. <laughs> All right. Um, any other thoughts on Kansas, Purdue, or Houston? I think uh, Kansas, I, that's another team that I thought looked pretty well throughout the regular season. I know they lost to Texas in their conference championship. But uh, Jalen Wilson's another special player. When I see no. him, I just I think pro. He's that three-level game. Uh, every time I watch him, I feel like he shoots the ball from three really well, gets after it on defense, just a big part of that Kansas team. I, like, he, each time I watch him this year, I think that they look pretty good. He should be very. He should be higher on draft boards, I think, than he is, but yeah. that's a different discussion. He He's awesome. Uh, Grady Dick can shoot it as good as anybody in the country Solid they player. have good guard play with harris this team on paper in in my opinion does not look 
all that good, but they this team just makes. If you watch them in the Big Twelve, uh, one of the tougher conferences, they 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 win find games. a way to win yep, games. They find a way to win. K, KJ Adams in the middle is very good in the pick and roll. He does everything that a Kansas big man is expected to do. But that is, if this team loses, that will be where they lose because they don't they have a lack of depth there. But it's a I agree classic Bill Self big. Uh, or excuse me, guard dominated team. They're they're going to be a tough out. Uh, Houston, I don't know about you guys, but I know you're bullish on I'm, Houston. Man. I'm high on Houston. I'm a big Marcus Sasser and I think Jamal Shed, Jabal yep. Shed. Yep. Uh, they're both really really tough guards, and they just defend so well. And that's something that travels uh, come tournament time. Yeah, I mean they held Cincinnati to forty eight in their conference championship. Ended up winning by twenty one. Uh, I'll be honest, I haven't gotten to watch Houston much this year, but the things that I've heard about them, I mean, people are really high on them. I am eager to see them play in the big dance. So yeah, I think what makes them so dangerous is that they guard as well as a Houston Kelvin Sampson team is expected to. Yeah. But they're much more skilled, especially at the guard positions. They have uh, some serious, serious NBA talent too with Jarris Walker. And that's they're gonna out rebound you. They're gonna outwork you. They're gonna defend you until you hate like you're gonna hate your life against Houston bringing the ball up the court because you know that it's gonna be physical. They're gonna be in your jock strap for 40 minutes. And teams just hate that especially in March Madness time, but that when you see teams make deep runs and get upset, it's usually because a guard goes off, and yep. that's not going to happen against Houston. All right, going to um, projected two seeds, we have UCLA, Baylor, Texas, and Kansas State. Oh, one one thing about uh, Purdue, is Zach Eady, big or good? Tall or good? Well, I'm going to say good because I just pulled up their box score in their conference championship, and he had 32 and 14. That's impressive. That's big. <laughs> he's just tall. <laughs> he he's uh he's gotten better over the years, but he uh he's a a mini Yao Ming, in my opinion. He's good. He, he's good and and tall. He he's good. He's good. I'll I'll give that to you. You don't score thirty two just being tall. Well, maybe I'm. I mean, Ohio State's pretty undersized. But yeah, they're I'm, very undersized. I'm eager to see uh, that Purdue team play in the Big Dance as well and watch Edie play. I haven't got to watch him play. I, mean, I watched him play once this year, and he did look just big. So I'd like to see him bring that skill set out and you know see how his game transpires. Yeah, he he's had serious trouble with legitimate NBA bigs like Trace yep. Jackson Davis this year. So, yeah, I'm excited to see how it, how it goes for him as well. I think his dominance can carry them pretty pretty deep, probably the Sweet 16 or Elite 8. And but again, they, back to that guard play, though, that's what it, normally will carry teams. Their in, guard in play March. is shaky. So that's what uh, we're going to have to see out of them. Yeah, they have young guards. It, it's iffy. They shoot it pretty well. But, uh, yeah, Purdue, Purdue's solid squad. They'll... They'll be there, I think. Yep. All right. So those two seeds again are UCLA, Baylor, Texas, Kansas State. I'm pretty high on UCLA. I'm a. I'm a. Now they did just lose Adam Bona with an, I think, undiagnosed shoulder injury, and 
uh, one of their forwards, the Pac-12. No, not uh, not Jaime. Uh, the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year, I think, uh, freshman forward with a Achilles injury. But Jaime Hawkwes, he's been there. I, I personally think he should be a, an All-American. He's an unbelievable defender. He's going to guard your best player, hold him to a low-scoring game. And then Sky Clark uh, is as veteran of a player as you can get, but outside of Perry Ellis the third from Kansas. Um, he's been there forever. He does a great job running that offense. He guards your, he guard, he will guard your best guard, and Jaime Hawkins is going to guard your best forward. It's, it's a Mick Cronin team. They're tough, and yeah, led, well, just led gonna, by Tiger Campbell, the senior. I mean, yeah, Tiger Campbell. Why am I saying Scott Clark? Scott Clark is horrible. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, Tiger Campbell had an awesome game in the semifinal. He had twenty eight and six. Uh, led the team. They play Arizona tonight in the conference championship, so I'll be eager to see how that one goes. But yeah, UCLA will be tough. Yeah, talk about a brain fart right there, Scott Clark, former Kentucky. Who does he play? Who? He transferred to Illinois and left the team mid-season. Right. Okay. After he had a torn ACL senior year and was never similar hair. Similar hair. Similar hair. Yeah. yeah, that must be where the brain got thrown off. There, it's my brain is odd. Right. You guys know that. So another two seed was Texas, correct? Hunter? Yeah. Yeah, so Texas did pull off the win against Kansas in the conference championship, and I'm not extremely familiar with Texas this year, but I know Marcus Carr, Marcus Carr is pretty tough. Uh, he's their leader. He's their guy. So uh, he led them with 17 <clears throat> in the conference championship. Uh, they could be a tough out in the tournament. Texas, I mean, uh, Chris Beard DNA teams are tough outs in the tournament. I know last year – they had a, a decent little run. They were more big centered last year, but yeah, uh, yeah. Car Car's a good player. That they, they have that, like I said, that Chris Beard DNA. I know he's not coaching the team. He beat up his girlfriend. Uh, probably going to go to Ole Miss now. They love coaches that beat up <laughs> girlfriends. So uh, we'll see him down there in the SEC. See how it goes. But they they still have that toughness that that what you expect from a Chris Beard lineup. So. Uh, if you can't tell, I'm a fan of the tough teams that are going to defend and make a lot of threes. Texas is that squad, so I think they're going to give give a lot of teams trouble. Pretty good spread in that Kansas game, too. Beat them by 20. Oh. Tough look yeah. for the Jayhawks. Yeah. <laughs> I hope Bill Sells all right in his hospital bed. <laughs> Who else do we have at the two seed, Hunter? Uh, we talked about UCLA, Texas. Uh, we've got Kansas State. We talk about Baylor? No. Kansas State and ba- Baylor. Baylor has flown under the radar for a lot of this year, but that's a very good team, too. They're missing, I think, a big man, but they've got really good guards, and Scott Drew is a great coach. So Yeah, they, at one point in the year, I remember Baylor was in the top five there for a while. So, yeah, you definitely know that they have the potential uh, to make a run in the tournament. Just – might have fell off a little bit towards the end of the year, maybe dealing with a few injuries, but, you know, we'll see. And uh, Kansas State, they're another projected two seed. Uh, they did get put out early by TCU in the Big 12 tournament. Uh, Big 12 is kind of loaded, honestly. Yeah, a lot of purple. Uh, I know they're led by guard Marquise Noel. Uh, he can do a little bit of everything. He is one of the leaders in the country in assists. Scores the ball well. Keontae uh, Johnson, 
big time player, big too. time bucket. Yep. Uh, yeah, they'll they'll mostly be playing off those two guys, but I think they'll they'll be able to put together a pretty good run. But they are streaky. I've seen Kansas State play some bad games. I've seen them play some good games and beat Kansas. And yep. I think they beat TCU in the regular season. So, yeah, Big Twelve had a lot of good teams this year, and Kansas State's one of them. They they can be very good, and but they are upsettable. So that's yeah, a team. If they're that, on, they're on. If they're yeah, not, then exactly, it's going to be an L. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go on to three seeds. Yeah, let's check out some three seeds. Kind of maybe finish it at three. Um, so we've got Marquette, Arizona, Gonzaga, and Tennessee. Uh, we'll start with the Vols. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll get them the, out of the way. <laughs> the Vols, I don't know about you guys, but losing Zakai Ziegler on a team that's already – pretty bad on every metric offensively is not a good look going into tournament time. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you just slow down Vescovy, then the rest of those guys just kind of, I don't know if they're just timid or don't know what to do or afraid to score the ball or just can't score the ball. But I feel like if you just limit Vescovy and limit the paint touches to big 33, who I, despise i would fight uh, him on site i just really think they've struggled to score the ball at points this year i mean they have yeah i know they beat auburn like 46 to 44 or something like something crazy like that at one point so yeah the vols i'm i'm not super high on they're just not they they do defend pretty well but they don't score consistently enough without zakai ziegler or even with zakai ziegler to make me feel like they're a real, real threat to win the national title. They're definitely on upset alert because if somebody gets hot, you can outscore the Vols yourself. So, um, I mean, yeah. yeah, they just got beat by Missouri, who, I mean, isn't horrible, but uh, Vescovy did have 17 in that game. If you li- limit him a little bit more, then, I mean, they're losing that game by 15 to 20. Yeah, they, they've got a few guys on the wings that can play a little bit, but like like Mason said, they kind of, I think they lack confidence. So if they get on a little heater to start, they they can play, but they don't. They, nobody's going to go out and get their own outside of Vescovy for the balls. Yeah, we'll we'll jump over to Marquette, a team who I'm not extremely familiar with. I know they normally have really good guard play. Uh, I know they had the Howard kid a few years ago that was an absolute bucket who. You know, gave them some good games in the tournament. They made a run. Uh, Dwayne Wade, Marquette native. Uh, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, yeah. So, um, uh, I believe Shaka Smart's the coach there, too. Really? Uh, he always puts a good a good team together. Yeah, he, Shaka, Shaka's a good coach. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not as familiar with the Marquette squad either, but uh, it's always tough. Whoever comes out of the, the Big East is usually a pretty – well-proven team i know providence had a good squad this year as well so yeah marquette was the looks top like team some pretty that. balanced scoring there from marquette and uh just some experienced guys there uh, yeah i'm eager i'm eager to watch that team make a run in the tournament yeah so we'll see how that plays out who's the next three seed you want to check out hunter uh how about gonzaga Ooh, the fighting drew timmies <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Gonzaga, I think this year was one of their 
worst teams in a few years, they really relied yeah. heavily on Timmy on the block and the, I can't remember this first name, but Noel, those are their two really studs. They are really lacking a lead guard. Noel's kind of a, an off guard. Uh, they actually got the transfer from Kentucky, no, oh, Nolan, uh, Nolan Hickman. Nolan Hickman. And they were kind of looking to him this year to be their point guard and, I think he hasn't lived up to expectations quite what they were no, thinking oh, he's capable of. Only averaged eight points and three assists on the season, so kind yeah. of mid. <laughs> yeah, and Drew Timmy's going to be able to carry them scoring-wise through a lot of their early round games, but I, I don't really see them making a deep run either. You know, it's just always said about Gonzaga that it hurts them that they play in that West Coast Conference. You know, they're going to come out of it every year. Uh, they do try to play, you know, a tougher non-conference schedule each year, which they do have some of those games. They played the Cats this year and uh, actually won that game. But you just when you go to that conference play where teams really grow there in that second half of the season, you're battling through those conference games, facing adverse, adversity, um, they're just never really able to go through that growth period that they need heading into the tournament. And, you know, when it gets late and down to the nitty-gritty, they get in those situations, and it's just they always lose to those Blue Bloods or those bigger schools, it feels like. Yeah. Shout-out to one of my favorite internet uh, personalities, Big Cat. Gonzaga's never been to a Final Four. <laughs> so, uh Yeah. All right. Uh, then we got Arizona as the last three seed, projected three seed. I, I don't know if I have too much to comment on Arizona about. They're just uh, they're they're a pretty well rounded squad. They're they're big, and yeah, big can get you through a couple NCAA tournament games. So I, I think that of the three seeds, they're probably the best of the of the teams we mentioned. Yeah, they are playing UCLA in the Pac twelve conference final tonight. So. Uh, UCLA's projected to win that one, but um, we'll see if uh, the Wildcats of Arizona can pull off the upset. Yeah, I think they have a really big kid. I think number 35 or something. Ballo. Yeah. Balmar Ballo. Yep. Yeah. So that's got our one, two, and three seats covered. Looking like Kentucky is projected to be maybe a six seed. Um, I wouldn't want to see him first round, whoever has to play him. I'll say that. No. <laughs> no. That'll but, be a scary, tough matchup for whoever draws uh, the, the Wildcats. Yeah, that and the, the second round matchup. If you're a three seed, any of those three seeds, I think Kentucky can match up pretty well with. So, yeah, we'll be looking. We'll all be watching in anticipation tomorrow night when the bracket gets revealed. Uh, one sleeper team I have and Mason touched on them earlier is Missouri. They have a great player in Kobe Brown. He can do a lot of damage himself. He's a seven-footer that can stretch the floor. They have good guard play. They play at a fast pace, and I think that they'll be able to put together a pretty good run here in the tournament. You know, I haven't really thought about many sleeper teams, uh, but uh, Vanderbilt is projected to Vanderbilt, be yeah. one of the last four in they're not necessarily a sleeper team to me actually i think i think they were on the bubble as of last night i think last night may get them in yeah last night should get them in but i'm gonna 
venture out and say that uh, they will lose first round. I'm not really high on that Vanderbilt team. I don't think they, you know, I don't think that they're that talented. I think the two wins against Kentucky were just, you know, they're hot. They're riding high right now. Their guard play is decent, but uh, they're going to run into some problems when the cat that has hit three threes on the season comes into the first round of the tournament and can't hit one. You yeah. know, he just scored 25. I doubt that's going to happen again. Yeah. And what really hurts him more than anything is losing uh, the big dude. What, what's his name? Yeah, I can't remember his name. Uh, but he was one all of the SEC, first yeah, team all SEC. Yeah, one of their best players on the season. He, lo- he got injured there against uh, Kentucky at the end of the regular season, last game. Uh, actually had to have surgery. So without him, they're going to be – uh, relying on Malloy Brown, who is kind of uncoordinated and not that talented, in my opinion. He plays hard, but yep. uh, one of the last teams in there, Vandy. I Skip Bayless is high on him. I see him tweeting, Skip oh, Bayless Vandy this, like Vandy that. I don't even know why he likes Vandy, but I just don't see – Like I don't think they're that talented. What do you think, Dave? I mean, No, they're not. I, I think I tweeted out last night towards the end of the game. It was like, we just got Vandy's two best games of the season – and looks bad for us. Looks great for them. Probably going to get them in the tournament. Yeah, I I agree with Mason on that. I I that if you're pick, wanting to pick like an early, they'll probably be if they get in a eight nine. Uh, if you want to pick against the team first round, that'd be one to look for. So my sleeper team is probably Miami. Uh, I know Austin was telling me he liked Miami earlier. Uh, they're I mean they're not going to be like a deep deep seed, but they're not obviously one of the top favorites but uh i think they have great guard play they did also lose one of their starters but uh i think it wasn't anything serious just tweaked his ankle a little bit i know isaiah wong is a great player on both ends of the floor and uh, they made a pretty good run at it last year so i could see miami making a deep run if that starter that uh, tweaked his ankle uh, is okay and comes back healthy i, I know uh I'm a I'm a fan of the Miami Hurricanes. Yeah, Jim Laranaga, really good coach. Uh, as bad as I hate to say it, too, the Duke Blue, Blue Devils are playing some good basketball. I was right about now. to ask you what your thoughts are on on Duke. Um, Duke through the regular season, we never got a great look at because the guy who I think is probably their second best player hadn't been healthy healthy long and okay. uh, Derek Whitehead. He's a really, really talented player. I remember watching him in high school and thinking, man, like I hope Kentucky can get that dude. End up not getting him. He goes to Duke and yeah, he's starting to play pretty dang good for the for the Blue Devils. Uh him and Filipowski is a pretty unique specimen. Yep. He can he's a good player. He can do a lot of things he don't see college big men that are freshmen doing and the way he shoots the ball and plays in the post, rebounds. He's he's really solid. Lively, uh, you know, he's the he's the X factor. He's he's the piece that I think Kentucky's kind of missing with that rim protection and I've got somebody that can block shots in bunches. He he makes it tough down there on the post. Uh the Dukies are gonna be a tough out. I thought they were bad at one point in the season, even with Whitehead. Uh but they're gonna be a tough out. They've played good ball the last few weeks and We'll see how it goes for them. Who did they make the ACC tournament or championship? Who who was in the Should've ACC been, championship? I know they beat Miami in the 
Okay, it's, it's right now, Duke and Virginia. Duke and Virginia. It, yeah. Virginia is another good team. They've been up up and down a little bit although they closed the year out on a little losing stretch but they play good defense they, play they don't good score defense. a lot but you know oh they did lose uh ben vanderplas uh, uh he the ohio, uh, the ohio transfer. transfer he's i remember watching him play kentucky last year dominated that and game. uh telling everybody i think sitting in the section like we've got to get this dude in the transfer portal and he went to virginia so yeah, it it is what it is. He he's a, another dude that they ran him at the five sometimes, and they were tough to guard. Yeah, you got, uh, sadly, we will have to watch out for the Blue Devils in the Big Dance. They they will be riding high, especially if they win this game tonight. That'll give them another ACC tournament champion. Yeah. So, what do we think about this projected fifteen seed, Northern Kentucky? Oh, Northern Kentucky. Uh, listen, there. This is coming from somebody that's watched them a few times. Uh, sadly. Uh, on ESPN, the Ocho. Oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, probably on ESPN Plus somewhere. But <laughs> they beat Louisville early on. They've got like they run great offense. They're super disciplined, and uh, they actually played with Kentucky for a little while in that game. But mm-hmm. I think our talent just kind of overtook them. They'll they could surprise somebody if there was a 15. This is like the prototypical tip 15 seed that could beat a two. They shoot the heck out of the ball. They have a their big man shoot like all five guys shoot it. They run great offense, hard screens, and they play super hard. They are going to be most likely undersized in their matchup. So, yeah, I'll be if, I'll be pulling for them. Yeah, they got, yeah uh, be pulling they're for led them. by two Kentucky boys at the two guard positions. Sam Vinson from Fort Thomas, Kentucky. He played at uh, either Cuffcath or Highlands, maybe uh, Highlands. Yeah. And Marquise Warwick from Lexington, Kentucky. Both very talented guards play very hard on both sides of the ball and can score. Yeah, it, they'll if you get a chance to watch them, watch them. They run a kind of unique offense for uh, a smaller school or a smaller team like that with a lot of. I think they run some a kind of variation of the flex offense. It's pretty pretty neat. They run it hard, they run it well, and they execute. So if they get matched up with, you know, UCLA would be a horrible matchup for them, but. One of the uh, team that's a little bit undisciplined on defense, they'll be able to do some damage. Yeah, always pulling for the Kentucky boys. Always. All right, so we'll close out our uh, March Madness talk there. So Austin, you had mentioned you wanted to run a little draft here. Yeah. So uh, the basically the concept here is to build your personal dream starting five, and we're going to draft. So we none of us can have the same players. So we'll do a snake draft. We'll start with our guest, Mason, and then you just want to go, go yeah, down the we'll line go here. Down the line, yeah. So we'll start with Mason. He'll have first overall pick, and we're going to draft a starting five, so it's got to be a point guard, a two guard, a small forward, a power forward, and a center. Uh, and we'll give you plus or minus a spot, so uh, you know can't draft two uh, or three point guards or something. But, uh, yeah, we're going to – I'm going to have to change my note then. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'll give you plus or minus a spot. You can draft a two-point guard, not three. Okay. All right. All right, All right Mason, let's start, I'll start, us, start out with off. the number one pick, Luau Cinder, a.k.a. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who was the NBA all-time leading scorer until LeBron, sadly, just dethroned him. But, uh, yeah, he was one of those uh, John Wooden guys UCLA championship, just uh, was he a three-time national champion? Yep. Uh, it also says 
that after the 1967 season, they banned the dunk in college oh, basketball yeah. Yeah, because, because he was too him. good at it. Yeah. Thankfully, it was reinstated in 1976. But yeah, yeah Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, my number one pick. Anytime they have to change the rules for you, that means you're doing something right. So my first overall pick here, I'm going to take, uh, in my opinion, the greatest college point guard of all time, Magic Johnson. You just don't you don't find many six nine guards. He's really able to kind of change the game with his size and strength at the at the point spot. He, I think, his senior year averaged eighteen points and eight rebounds and eight assists, something like that. At Michigan State, led the Spartans to their first national title against Larry Bird and the Indiana State. Yep. What's their mascot? Red Bird, something maybe. I can't remember. That Larry Bird guy, he's all right, too. So I'm going to take Magic Johnson, number two overall. All right. Um, so my uh, my number one pick is going to be Wilt the Stilt. Wilt the Stilt? Yeah. San Francisco? I love yeah. that pick. I'm, I'm a Wilt big Wilt Chamberlain fan. Um, trying to find just a little bit of uh, – so, he, you know, he played for Kansas. Trying to find some, some stats here. So, actually, I read earlier that – the UNC Tar Heels triple teamed him in the national championship game back in the day to stop him. They had to <laughs> put three guys on him, which I believe. I mean, the guy was unstoppable after that when he was in the NBA, averaging 50 a game, scoring 100 points. Like, There's a lot of cool lore around Will uh, <laughs> that I don't think anybody knows is true or not, but there's stuff with like how much he would bench press, his 100-yard dash times, or 100-meter dash times. All kinds of just crazy stories and and lore around his life. I think he says that he's had intercourse twenty thousand times. Uh, so a lot of cool stuff. Great, great pick there to wrap up the first round, though. So it's back to yeah, back, back to Hunter, back to Hunter. For the second round. All right, second round, first pick for my uh, point guard. I'm going to go John Wall. I like it. Like I said, I think uh, seeing John Wall play back in the day. Did that 2009 team it was just a, a big step forward for kentucky basketball coming off the gillespie era yeah um i think that kind of reinstated a bunch of fans love for kentucky basketball he's someone you know coming in to uh kind of our first time seeing him there at big blue madness with the famous john wall dance he always brought the energy um yeah I, i'm gonna go john wall as my point guard i like that another big guard and john wall came into call probably the most complete freshman college guard that we've ever seen from a physical and mental standpoint. The only thing he was really lacking in college was the jump shot, which it was good, but had left some room to be some, some production to be desired there. All right. So second round, second pick, uh, a lot of good players still left on the board, but you guys have already taken big men. So, I'm going to go on and and take the big diesel, Shaquille O'Neal, to put down on the block. You guys have a lot of size down there. I think Shaq's one of the few guys. that only The guy I was thinking about taking there was Bill Walton. He had an outstanding college career at UCLA, too, uh, playing under John Wooden. Under John Wooden, yeah. 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 Uh, but I think, I, I think Bill would have a much harder time matching up with uh, Kareem or, or Wilt down the block. I think Shaq <laughs> yeah. could definitely hold his own down there. I think 1991 National Player of the Year. 
took LSU to the lead eight. So another good college player. All right. I'll uh, round out round two with my favorite player of all time, Stephen Curry. What a Cinderella run that Davidson made that year. I think yeah. uh, either Elite Eight or Final Four. Uh, yeah. Putting out Georgetown and Wisconsin, he was scoring over 30 points a night. I mean, just a, that's, I think that's where my love for Steph Curry sparked. He was hitting him from everywhere. Just the energy that kid was bringing was unbelievable. So I got to go with my man Steph. That'll get my point guard position taken care of. That run was pretty crazy to watch too, because he, I mean, he was I mean, he lighting it up. It was yeah. a backpack. Yeah, uh, special to watch. All right, we'll go on to round three here. Uh, it'll be me with another pick. This is where it starts to get a little nitty gritty too. Like we, we've got, took taken we've, some we've pretty big names. Research. Yeah, we've all done our research, but uh, we've taken some pretty big names so far. So let's dig into it a little bit. I'm going with a special one here. This one sparked my eye when I came across them earlier. Carmelo Anthony, champion with Syracuse in 2003, most outstanding player, just a absolute bucket, double-double machine, was scoring almost 30 a night. Uh, you know, it quickly transcended into the next level of the NBA. He was a bucket for many, many years, uh, but he was special in college. He, he, was, he was tough to deal with. He was going to pretty much – Give you thirty. Yeah, he was. So. He was one of those guys that you could tell like he was a pro in college. He had a very complete game, scoring the basketball, rebounding, has the size. That's a pretty good three to start out the draft, there, boys. Yeah. Steph, Carmelo, and uh, Kareem Abdul. Yeah, that's a pretty. Solid. That's a pretty tough lineup right there. Uh, and I'm gonna go on and take uh take Michael Jordan before anybody else takes Man. him. In the, yeah. <laughs> the second pick of the yeah. third round. Uh, 1983 national champion with the North Carolina Tar Heels. Uh, I think everybody knows the Michael Jordan story, but he, uh, yeah, he's a great college player. And I think him and Magic will complement each other pretty well at the guard spots. Uh, you got to give me a second here because oh, I'll take <laughs> that, your was, pick. that was my third round pick. <laughs> I got to come up with a, a shooting guard here, I guess. Ooh. Ah, there's a lot of good ones out there. There's a lot of good ones. I know. Hmm. You know, I thought I was going to get away with that one right there too, in the <laughs> third round. Uh, I couldn't let him slip any further. I thought about taking him in the second. I'm thinking of somebody right now that I hope doesn't go undrafted. And I, I don't want to say have his a, name, I have a shooting, but I think Austin might maybe I have, have a, him on as a shooting guard. Or a small He's forward. a small forward. I have a lot of small forwards on my board. Uh, you know. So I, Hunter, who who are you at right now? All right, I'm gonna go ahead. I'll just I'm gonna go ahead and pick my small forward. I'm gonna go with Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, yeah, at the three, yeah, another another Kentucky boy. Um, I obviously won that that 2012 national championship with Davis. Um, he's gone on to the NBA, made big name for himself. He's he's an awesome player. Yeah, that's, that was a guy that was on my board. You can't go wrong with AD. Your lineup's going to be absurd defensively. I know. Huge. Yeah. Huge. We're talking Huge about Will lineup. and AD. Yeah. And with John Wall, 6'4 point guard. That'll uh, wrap up round three. Yeah, so we're up. on to. Yeah, snake back three for round four. All right, give me a second here. I really thought I was going to. Um, 
Did I throw your whole draft off? Yeah, like you really did. You really did. I'm coming up with one on the fly, right? I don't know why I thought I was going to get away with that. He could make an absolutely insane lineup if he moved AD to the four and put this guy I'm thinking of at small forward, Dave. That's scary. So you need a a shooting guard and a power forward, correct, Hunter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, Let's see. But you uh, you could also move AD to the four. If yeah, yeah. Take, if you want to, if you want to take a small forward, right? Or yeah. like another small forward. Yeah, yeah. Guard. Yeah, let's do that. Let's okay. do that. Uh, hmm. We'll just edit this part out. Is that the one hour mark? Oh, we can keep riffing for a little bit. All right. We can keep riffing. <laughs> Yeah, I've got a few guys on my mind right now that, that you could take just off, off my dome. A few more modern guys. There's some college players that put up crazy numbers in the 90s, too. Yeah, well, but I'm not as familiar with the, them, but I, I like picking guys that, you know, I either am familiar with and got to watch or, you know, some guys you just can't pass up, like some of these legends like Kareem and Will and MJ, yeah. you know. Some of the stats are skewed, like especially for Mike in the 80s uh, with where he played for Dean Smith and the four corners offense that those teams didn't put up a ton of big numbers like you would see from some other dudes. Uh, have we all taken point guards? Yes, we have. So while Hunter's looking here, I'll throw out some point guard honorable mentions. So uh, first one, the one that I thought heavily about was Isaiah Thomas, uh, point guard for the undefeated Indiana team, a uh, great college killer. player, killer. Uh, also had Jason Kidd, stud at Cal. I didn't realize how good he was at Cal, but he played two years there, averaged 17, 7, and 8 assists, and the all-time, uh, I think, single-season steals leader. Uh, Jason Kidd, one of the best all-around NBA players ever, and he you know, started that. I think he's from Compton, ain't he? Like, Jason Kidd, yeah. Yeah, I think so. And then who's the other one? Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose. Uh, uh, was Coach Cal there at Memphis when? Yeah, 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 yeah. They made it to the national championship. Lost game. to Memphis, uh, lost to Kansas in overtime on a Mario Mario Chalmers three at the buzzer. Sent it to uh, OT. Young D Rose was just different, man. He was a different level athlete, and you saw it carry like straight into the NBA. Like his rookie year is just more athletic than people. It's very <laughs> rare. Uh. The other one I had was Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, averaged 30 and a half as a freshman at LSU, came back the next year. He was Chris Jackson at the time, by the way. Came back the next year and averaged 27. Absolute bucket for for the Tigers down there in the Bayou. Hunter, you got a pick for us? Yeah, I'm going to go. My power forward here is going to be, is a a big throwback to the 60s, Elvin Hayes. Elvin Hayes, okay. Rockets legend. Yeah, so uh, he finished with 31 point per game career average. um, And he led the Houston Cougars um, in scoring every year he played there. Um, Has 222 rebounds in the NCAA tournament. That's still a record. Getting after on the glass. Yep. Mr. Sheboy may have a comment to make about that. We make a make a deep run here with the cats. It's true. So all right. Round so, four pick for you. Round Dave? round four pick two. As of right now, I have Magic, Michael Jordan, and Shaq in the Oof. lineup. So I need a 
small forward and a power forward. And this one, it's going to pain me a little bit to make this pick, but he's one of the greatest college players of all time, and that's Grant Hill. Four, I think made Final Four in three of the four seasons he was at Duke. Uh, great all-around player. And, yeah, so just matchup nightmare and stud for, for Coach K and the Blue Devils. So right. I'll kick it over to you for the last pick of the fourth round, and then we'll round it out. All right. At the power forward, I'll take Mr. Fundamental, Tim Duncan. Oh, that's a great pick. Unbelievable career there at Wake Forest. He put up huge numbers. Uh, Jerry West proclaimed him the number one overall pick after just his sophomore season. But he had made a promise to his mother that he was going to get his college degree. So, yeah, that's a guy you can root for right there. Yeah. Tim Duncan, Mr. Fundamental, put up great numbers there at Wake Forest. Footwork uh, King. That'll be my power forward. So I'm sitting with uh, Steph Curry, Carmelo Anthony, Tim Duncan, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at the center. Uh, Got to get a shooting guard here to start out round five and round out my lineup. <clears throat> I'm going to go with Jimmer Fredette. Mm. One of my one of my favorite college players of all time who like Steph made a magical run in the tournament putting up absolutely insane numbers. They also had a uh BYU actually had a pretty good regular season too that year. It wasn't just uh, Yeah, they weren't that low the national season. tournament. Yeah, they 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 had a good season, number 3 seed going into the tournament, I think. Uh but Jimmer was just pulling up from 35, 30 feet just hitting unconscious threes dude was an absolute bucket i'm pretty sure he plays for the shanghai sharks now but yeah he had a short-lived nba career uh that's a guy that i tried to model my game after <laughs> just uh relatable there but uh yeah i'll take jimmer at the shooting guard and uh that's pretty deadly right yeah that's, Steph and jimmer Steph together and jimmer, like, yeah that's not something I'd want to. I mean, I hope we can get some defensive stops, but I'm not worried about scoring whatsoever yeah. with that lineup. All right. So, to round out my lineup here at the power forward, I'm going to take Mr. Larry Johnson, Grandmama, 1990 national champion with the UNLV running Rebels. Yeah. Uh, you talk about a, a grown man in college. That dude was an absolute monster. He's a stud in the NBA, too, can shoot it rebound block shots uh a little bit of everything and i i think one of the most electric players to to watch highlights of especially back in his college days just absolutely tearing the rim off uh yeah and he he's a dude that was literally fully developed in college like went straight to the nba i think first overall pick to the uh charlotte hornets and made an instant impact so, All right. I'm going to round my team out yep. with uh, I need a shooting guard. I'm going to go with Pistol Pete. Oh, that was one I forgot That's about. That's a sleeper. <laughs> like, what? He wasn't even 44 a game. Yeah. He's the NCAA all-time, all-time leading scorer. All-time yeah. leading In three scorer, seasons. Yeah. Three seasons, 3,667 points. Led the NCAA in scoring all three years. Um, yeah, that actually almost got broken this year. Uh, Antoine Davis from... Mercedes. Detroit Mercy, Detroit Mercy uh, came up four points short of the oh, <laughs> Pistol Feet record, but it took him four seasons. Pistol yeah, did three. three. So only only 
two times in history of college basketball have any other players averaged more than 40 points per game. Wow. Yeah, he Pretty with so- no no three point line either. That's true. For Pete. That's true. Pretty solid lineups there, boys. Impressive. So yeah. uh we'll uh for the viewers out there, we'll uh go back over all of our lineups. I had the first pick. Uh with the big man, uh, I took Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Then there was uh Steph Curry, Tim Duncan, Carmelo Anthony, and Jimmer Fredette. Yeah. So and I I went point guard, so I went Magic, then Shaq, and came back with Michael Jordan. Uh, really didn't do much after college, but good, good player in college. And then came back with uh, Grant Hill and then Larry Johnson. So I had uh, Wilt Chamberlain, John Wall, Anthony Davis, um, Pistol Pete, and uh, then I had Elvin Hayes. Yeah. Uh, we'll make a graphic or something to to put out, yeah. and maybe see if we can get some some see second opinions. See who gets voted to have the best college lineup. A uh, couple two thousands college legends that I was really hoping were going to get picked, and I had a hard time not picking myself. I couldn't pass up Grant Hill because these guys never won a national championship or anything. But Michael Beasley and Kevin Durant, KD averaged twenty seven and twelve at Texas, absolute monster. Michael like- Beasley. A kid, uh, for some reason in my childhood, I just remember Michael Beasley just being an absolute machine at Kansas State. I feel like that small four possession was just loaded. Like, we missed yeah, Larry Bird. Well, we missed we Larry Bird, too. We missed Larry Bird. We missed Jamal Mashburn, Kentucky legend. Uh, Antoine Walker, another Kentucky guy. There was a plethora of good options at small forward. And uh, power forward, too. There was a lot of good power forwards. Center, I mean, Bill Walton didn't get picked. He's one of the widely regarded as one of the greatest college centers of all time. All right, we'll do uh, uh we'll hop in and do our favorite March Madness memory of uh, all time. Okay, yeah, let's let's yeah. end it with this favorite March Madness memory of all time. Take a second here to think about it. Uh, I'll I'll give you one off the top of my head. This for some reason this one has always stuck out to me. Uh, the 2014 team, I love that team because I'm a huge Julius Randle fan, always have been. And this team went on a great run as an eight seed and did a lot of damage and ran into the UConn buzzsaw in the finals. Uh, one of the greatest memories I have watching Kentucky was James Young posterizing the entire UConn team uh, with a monster left-handed hammer coming down the paint, dunked on like, I literally think there's three dudes in the air in the poster Nasty when he dunk. was junk dunking. Uh, so yeah, that that was one of my one of my fondest memories from March Madness. Even though we didn't win the national championship, that was that's one that will always always stick out to me. Hunter, do you have? Do yeah, you have one? I've got mine too. I had to look up who they were against, but I forgot and. This so I'm gonna count this as one memory because it was like I'm pretty sure it was like back to back games. 2014, Aaron Harris and oh, Buzzer yeah. Beaters that, against that team was special. Yeah, so those were against Wisconsin and Michigan. Yeah, um, and they were for like the, mm-hmm. the exact same spot on the floor. Um, I will never ever forget that. Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, left wing, mm-hmm. never forget it. With mine, I. It, it sticks out to me always because I see the highlights, and it's you know a lot of times in March Madness, 
it will go back and play this highlight. Uh, also, one of the highlights that we hate to see. The no, the late oh, no. no. I'm dreading it. But the nasty Kimball Walker crossover game winner, that uh, UConn 2011 National Championship run was pretty electric. And yeah. I just, for some reason, it sticks in my memory. They were fun to watch. Kimba was fun to watch. That's another guy that we missed out in our draft. Yeah, I thought about uh, taking Kimba, yeah. That's a that, that was a special March uh, madness for me. Uh, 2011, I just feel like that one sticks yeah. out. It was, it was a fun year, and uh, Kimba was electric. He hit, I think he hit a few game winners. Yeah, he did. The step back. Uh, they were uh, the 10 seed, I think, in the Big East going into the conference tournament, so they had to win to get in. Yeah, that's and, one that just yeah. stuck out to me off the top of my head just because I see that Kimba step back. Like, they play it in the highlights. and Yeah, just that's a crazy one. Great highlight there. Yeah. Uh, one last one for me, honorable mention to, to round it out, the the Michael Kid Gilchrist block. Mm. Uh, he got smoked back door in the Kentucky-Kansas National Championship in 2012 with, like, 40 or 50-some seconds left. He got beat back door. Continued to chase the play down and pin the reverse layup on the backboard to kind of seal. I think we were up two or up four and kind of sealed the victory for us. Uh, I'll always be pretty fond of that one, too. So, yeah, March Madness is a time that you can have some of your best and worst memories if you're playing like a St. Peter's in the first round. You know, that can be pretty dreadful for you. But, uh, yeah, it's a great time for fans of sports and yeah, just a great time to hang out with your friends and enjoy some basketball. Yeah, some electric moments for sure. You never know. I mean, there's yeah, always going to be the upsets every year. You just don't know who it's going to be. Uh, hopefully this year the Cats can pull off a few big wins and yep. make it deep. I'm, I'm pumped to watch them. I think they have a good chance. We have a great team. and uh, I mean, they're going to be a scary out. Yep, definitely. Uh, yeah, so we'll we'll round the episode out there. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the draft. If you did, let us know. We'll work some more in. I think we'll definitely continue to have guests on and do some fun fun things like that. So, yep, I yeah, really we'll, appreciate y'all having me. Oh yeah, time. man, it's been it's been great. Yeah. We'll we'll definitely do it again. Maybe at the end of the tournament, uh, do like a recap. And uh, yeah, we're we're big fantasy football guys too. I know Mason's huge into fantasy, so. Once that gets a little closer, we'll probably do some dynasty ranking, stuff like that for incoming rookie players. I know we touched on a little bit of NFL draft stuff a couple weeks ago, but yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into some full fantasy breakdowns. We'll keep you guys informed on the on the sports front. So yeah. You know, it doesn't seem like it, but we're actually in a decent time for sports right now. We got March Madness. We're yeah. right, you know, coming up here. We've got the Masters is the beginning of April. Um, yeah. What's going on with MLB right now, Dave? Well, the World Baseball Classic just kicked off. I uh, feel like that's some pretty good stuff. Yeah, that's there. that's great content if you're if you're a seam head like me and yep. you like seeing random Japanese guys that throw 102 with disgusting <laughs> stuff uh, playing at 6 a.m. It's right up your alley. Uh, yeah, Japanese Japan's got a great squad. Uh, USA. Has a great squad. If uh, if you're looking for a good place to get a breakdown on all this, I'm not going to go super in depth because I don't know as much about it, to be honest. But it's good to watch baseball this time of year. Go check out my buddy Taylor Davis. Uh, I think a five or six year MLB vet uh, show and go podcast. They uh, their last episode, I think episode 17, they do a full 
WC breakdown, uh, WBC breakdown with some uh, pretty high level scouts. So you'll get to hear some names that, to watch for in uh, countries that don't have a ton of MLB guys. So some up and coming prospects, and then they'll also cool. break down the Team USA roster as well as the Dominican Republic roster, which is also nuts. They kind of do a good debate there. So cool. Yeah, go check them out. Might have to get a, a MLB fantasy league going up. Oh yeah, I'm all for it. I love love watching some baseball. Uh, there's nothing like having a nice nice beverage and a hot dog at the ballpark, watching the Cincinnati Reds get blasted during the summer. So, uh, yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, we've got MLB coming up. Uh, it's all fun if form, you bet yeah. on it. Formula One, <laughs> Formula One is wide open. Max Verstappen blew the doors off everybody in Bahrain. Uh, looks like Red Bull. It was going to have another dominant season there. They won two there, so we might have to get some sort of little golf league started up here between us. Yeah, get a few people in and start kind of keeping up with this on the on the podcast. Maybe maybe like a once a week uh, sort of little tournament. Yeah, yeah. I'm all for it. And ha- have have like a, our own little tour throughout the summer. Yeah, I'd, and then we'll have. Well, I, think I don't that, know. We'll come up with something. I would like to do a way that we can rank people individually, but we also play in either duos or foursomes. Yeah, or something. We could have the wormhole cup. We could have the That's wormhole what we're cup. Playing for. Love yeah. that. Yeah, we'll try to find a sponsor for it. Ferrari, once again, if you want to sponsor <laughs> the wormhole cup, reach out. Or uh, prospects. Let me prize, get a prospects. Prospects. Prize, uh, we'd take any support we can get. I think that'd be fun. Let people bet on the wormhole cup. Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, well, we're gonna we we're all huge summertime guys. Winter, we just kind of get dormant and sit yeah. inside and watch basketball. So it's Kentucky. So yeah, it's Kentucky. It you never know what you're getting here. Uh, so we yeah we'll we'll come up with some fun stuff here in the future for for you guys. And I hope you guys enjoyed March Madness. Uh, our March Madness episode. Uh, let us know what you think. We'll we'll have our email in the description again. And this once again, this is a cord using Riverside. If we'll have our link in the description, if you guys want to start a podcast, it's the easiest way to to get into it. Start recording, get some some content out on the on the airwaves. So yeah, we yeah. we love Riverside, kind of similar to other uh, online recording platforms, but you do get professional audio and video quality. Super easy to use, edit, export, um, kind of upload to whatever podcast hosting platform you want to use. So. Uh, we'll have our link down there in the description, like Austin said. Go ahead and sign up for Riverside. And then we'll have our um, email down in the description, edgeofthewormhole at gmail.com. Send us any feedback, um, topic ideas, some crazy stories. We'd love to hear it. Uh, just get in touch with us down there. Uh, once again, if if the, the guy that walks through the Everglades barefoot, if you are <laughs> listening on from TikTok, if you are listening, please reach out. We'd love to have you on the podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm he's he's one of our he's one of our white whales, I think, already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh we'd love to have you on, brother. Uh respect your content. Not for me. But uh yeah, so we'll we'll wrap it up there. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And we'll be back on Wormhole Wednesday for a pretty cool uh technology podcast. All right. Sounds good, Mason. Thanks for coming yeah, on. Yeah, thanks Appreciate for coming y'all. on.